Hulk Smash. You're listening to Infinity Rewatch with Andrew Fantasia and Ryan J. Whitehead as they rewatch the MCU in full and discuss like no one else. This podcast is inevitable. Here are Andrew and Ryan J. Whitehead. Ryan? Yes. You have made me hungry and you would not like me. Well, that's a lie. You like me no matter how I feel. That's right. That's right. Even if you're hungry, I still like you. Yeah. I mean, but you gotta say it in Portuguese, like he he did it. Ah, tostiste de valdo dos tempos. We are Infinity Rewatching. Woo! That's what we're doing. Welcome to Infinity Rewatch. We are gonna talk today about everybody's favorite green giant, yep. the one who makes all the frozen peas in my freezer. God bless you, sir. And if there's time, we'll talk about the Incredible Hulk. Yes. He's kind of important, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jolly Green Giant's more important. Yeah. yeah. And you're wearing a green shirt, which is fitting. Yeah, yeah. I like no, I totally planned that, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I dyed my skin green. I actually am having trouble breathing because the paint I used is so thick. <laughs> but it was, it was worth it. None of you can see it, but I can feel it. It was worth it. Yep. So technically, this is episode three, but we've uh, this is our third episode in our series of Infinity Rewatch. Yes. We're uh, going back through the Infinity series, the saga, and exploring all the different heroes. Now, this is Universal uh, Studios' mm-hmm. Incredible Hulk. Um, this is their second attempt... <laughs> at a Hulk movie, but this time now with the MCU a bit more established and uh, a lot more successful after Iron Man 1, got some money in the bank now and yes. uh, laughing their way. And uh, this had an interesting cast, I will say. It did. I liked the cast that they that they corralled up for this. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of the fact that it's a second attempt, I want to get your thoughts on like when this was coming out, yep. okay, uh, this would have been 2008, mm-hmm. what was going through your head as a person who obviously saw the Ang Lee movie, um, what what kind of were you worried? Were you like, thank God they changed it and rebooted it? What was what was your what was the temperature of Ryan during that uh, the, point? The temperature, I like that. The temperature of Ryan. Uh, the temperature of Ryan was um, I was excited because we were getting another superhero film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely liked the change of casting. Uh, after seeing Ang Lee's Hulk, to which my brother Nick from you know from our brother Scrim podcast, uh, he uh, he loved the Ang Lee Hulk, but he's like I think the only person on the planet <laughs> that loved that movie. I don't know, I don't know. Isabella, did you like uh, Ang Lee's Hulk? Do you remember that one? Was that with the guy with the curly hair? Uh, yes, Eric Bana. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, that was Say- terrible, terrible garbage. That, that, that's Ryan's fiance Isabella, and she she has some cool opinions on Marvel as well. Yeah, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> The Hulk was garbage, straight straight from her mouth. That's that's yeah. what counts here. Yeah. Um, Pretty sure everyone thought that. Movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually have a funny story about that first Hulk movie because it came out in two thousand three, and I was in high school at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, me and one of my best friends, Tiago, uh, we you know Tiago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiago and I were getting picked up from school by his dad. His dad would pick us up from school a lot, um, and this was the day that Hulk had come out. Yeah. And we were both excited because we were like, oh, my God, the Hulk. Like Spider-Man was our thing, but like Hulk was pretty damn close. And Tiago's dad, uh, through his work, I don't know how it happened, but his dad had gotten to go see the Hulk like a night early. He got like an advanced screening what? of the Hulk movie. Uh, so like his dad was coming to pick us up and we were both like, oh, my God, we can't wait to talk to him about the Hulk and everything. So we're, we're there. We're waiting in the parking lot. 
his dad pulls up in his SUV and then like he, we get in the back and we're like, oh my God, dad, like tell us everything. I didn't call him dad, obviously, because that would have been weird. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so Tiago's dad is sitting there. He's, he's in the driver's seat. And it's funny, he, he's Portuguese. He's got a very thick Portuguese accent. So it ties back into there it. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's called segueing, kids. <laughs> but um, so we're, we're like, okay, sir, what did you think of the Hulk? And we're all like, we're giddy with joy. Tiago's dad sits there in the driver's seat for a couple seconds in silence, and then he just goes, good special effects. <laughs> <laughs> that was all we got. And that was how we knew. We were like, okay. Then right at that moment, like you could just see physically in our bodies the excitement going, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, a real, it was a real comic book thing, but I think they focused way too much on the abstract storytelling, mm-hmm. and it just led to this nowhere story, and his dad's absorbing man, like it just... I mean, points for accuracy, though, because it was, it was a nuclear bomb that went off and gave, mm-hmm. him his game of, give, gave him the gamma thing and then turned him into the Hulk there. Um, so, so yeah, no, it was, a, it was, a it was an experience. That one, that it one was, that's that one the, was, def- sum it up. <laughs> that one was like, I think they gave Ang Lee too much creative control and just, they went off on a whole different thing. But here we're talking, we're talking about Incredible Hulk. So what's up guys, Ryan, Andrew, and we're doing the Infinity Rewatch and this is the Incredible Hulk. Ooh, he is incredible. And of course, if you love this show, check us out on the Rebel Scum Podcast Network. We got all other kinds of shows as well. This is our only Marvel one, though. Woo! This is the sexy one. Yeah. Don't tell the other shows I said that. I don't want to hurt their feelings. Aren't you on the other shows? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> when I'm on there, I say terrible things about this show. <laughs> all right, that's fair. That's fair. All right, so kicking, uh, kicking off with Incredible Hulk. Now, it's interesting because at this point, the intro of the movie, they actually drop a ton of Easter eggs yes. right out of the gate. Like, right out of the gate you got that stark industries thing on the computer i bet that blew people's minds yeah the stark industry yeah when the stark industries dropped you knew it was like but at the, again at the time we knew they were building towards something but it, getting that visual feedback that it is like they're starting to combine things together we're like getting super stoked so they have the sound cannons that that uh, was requisitioned um but Rick Jones is mentioned in uh, in the title sequence, uh, it, wow. and he was a friend of Banner in the original origin uh, that was caught in the nuke testing during uh, during the sequence that turned Banner into the Hulk. Uh, and like that is crazy. I know Rick Jones as like the guy, the young guy with the mullet, who's Hulk's friend. Mm-hmm. But I did not see this reference. What what is it? Uh, so Rick, so as mentioned before, yeah, Rick Jones is like the best friend, uh, and he's kind of like this hippie character. Uh, and at the, in the original story, you can actually see it if you, uh, play Marvel heroes in the beautiful intro of, uh, kicks off with Uwatu the Watcher. And he's like, I am Uwatu. I've been watching. And he goes through how like he watches all the heroes become heroes. And he's like, I've seen a flash of genius. And like, he talks about how like all the, all the heroes, how they go through these like life critical things and turn into heroes but um when he sees you see the hulk sequence you see a a guy working on his motorcycle in a nuclear testing area and then banner runs out and tries to step pushes him into a trench and then the blast turns him into the hulk so that's rick jones uh and and he's kind of like always like the um he's the friend in the sense of like he's the friend to the hulk and banner and helps and like every time 
after uh, Hulk turns back into Banner, he would like take him home. Put yeah, him back. like he was always looking out for He's him. He's the one so. guy who's like got his back no matter. Yeah, what goes and down. and even in like because like you, you see him a lot in the cartoon too. Like even um, and I'm talking about like the late late 80s early 90s one um you see him a lot too just being like even the hulk recognizes him as a friend he goes like you friend rick jones like that kind of thing <laughs> so so yeah so that was kind of cool to see that there i really looked through that title sequence a few times but that was one that really stood out wow yeah that's cool i i did not catch that and i'm mm-hmm. glad that's a thing because that means somewhere out there rick jones exists in the mc that's right well i'll tell you already he does if his name's yeah. mentioned he exists he's there somewhere man he's working on a bike in some void who knows who knows mm-hmm. where he'll be yep um fun fact about this movie ryan i don't know if you knew this but i am very uh you know me i love long movies yes. I, I love uh, whenever a movie i'm excited for is coming out i love finding out how long it's going to be Incredible Hulk is the shortest movie in the MCU. Really? It is. By by quite a bit. By like 10 minutes. I think the next one, next shortest, is Thor. Yeah. And Thor is like 10 minutes longer. Oh, than I can't this. wait to rip that movie a new one. <laughs> Ooh, I'm so excited. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, I think, an hour 40. Uh, oh, wow. Like an okay. hour 42 or something. So Just like, under two hours. Yeah. And, well, just around two hours. Mm-hmm, yeah, and it's, it's um, like... I was just, I remember looking at them side by side, all the lengths, and I was like astounded of how much shorter it is mm. than like the next one. Like with all the other ones, there's really like you'll get gaps of like one minute or like 40 seconds. Yeah. I think there's like three movies that are like two hours and 12 minutes or something like that. But I was just like, wow, this one is really like, uh, even its length, like it's already an outsider. It's already like the black sheep <laughs> of Marvel. But yeah. Even its length is so far removed. Like it really. This is the one, and like I hate to, I don't mean to say this as like, oh, I'm making fun of the movie or whatever, because like I like it, but this is really the one that's known by Marvel folks, like MCU fans, as like the one people forget about. Yes, yeah, it is, it is a forgettable one because really, uh, in my mind, which a lot of people may disagree with, I think Iron Man Two is the kickoff of the MCU because mm-hmm. at that point, all the characters have been established. Right. Um, you know, you got the 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 new James Rhodes, uh, Don Cheadle, and at that time, at that point, you also have. I mean, after that, you have the the new Hulk, which is uh, Mark Ruffalo. Um, I did enjoy Edward Norton's Hulk, though. I thought I thought this was a really good take on a, a good Hulk movie. I admit, it's a little more Disney feeling for a Hulk story because Hulk stories are usually very depressing um, mm-hmm. and and very intelligent. Um, this one was a bit more fun, but it was still there were still good elements of storytelling here. I think who steals the show personally is General Ross. I think the yes. story around is really around him. Um, could they have pushed it further? Absolutely, but it still had to be Banner's story. But it was fun to see Ross in action. So I think it's it's a testament to what you just said that like mm. of all the characters in this movie besides Hulk, who have we seen again? General Ross. General Ross. That's it. That's yeah. literally it. We haven't um, seen Betty. And in the comics, as both of us are comic, comic book fans, she's the central part of the story. Is. That's actually one, one, of, one of my biggest notes here is I was like, the dynamic between Bruce and Betty is heartbreaking and wonderful. Like, it's the best part of this movie. The tragedy mm-hmm. of like, here's this, this person I love and I can't see them again. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow, it's a shame that we never even get a mention of Betty as far as I know. No mention of Betty. I don't know if it's like the 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 politics of the rights to the Hulk mm. or what it is. I mean, Universal is the first to kind of play nice with with Marvel and let them do whatever they want to do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was I was really surprised because uh, yes, in this movie, Betty is a very central character. But even the comics, 
Like, actually, you see Black Widow do it a lot in Avengers later on, but what you see with Black Widow doing to the Hulk is what what Betty does in the comics, which is calm him down yes. and gets him to revert yeah. back to Banner. So, um, yeah, like, because, like, one of my favorite kind of snapshots in the comics is you see Betty in the city being, like, totally, like, just, like, you see a Hulk, like, fist, fist bump a building and just, like, knock it over. And she's standing in the middle of the street as all this dust is coming across. And she's waiting for the Hulk to come at her. And then she's just, like, stop. And then, like, gets mm, him to calm down. That's really badass. It's, you see it all the time, but it's such a strong shot. Like, oh, such good writing. Oh. Goosebumps. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so so we start off in this movie where he's he's living on the lamb. He's in he's in Porto. No, he's not in Portugal. He's in Brazil. Brazil. Brasilia. Yeah. Uh, and he's uh, working at a bottling plant. Soda pop. Soda pop. That that uh, the the pop they make there looks really good. It's it does. Like, it looks like Mountain Dew, though. It, I'd have to admit. It reminds me of you ever had Haritos? No. If you go to like a Mexican place, they'll have you can buy a bottle of soda. And they come in like like fruit flavors, and there's um, a lime one, and it looks like that. It's oh, called Jarritos. Okay. Oh, okay. And that's what I think of when I see that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's working at this plant. Uh, one of his coworkers looks like a Victoria's Secret model. That yep. woman is ridiculously she is so beautiful. Uh, oh, she's a babe. I was like, if I go work at a plant, will I meet her? Because she's nice. I, I want to meet her. Yeah. And she's she's she likes Bruce because he's a nice guy. I like this though. I like this too though because this is a great way to establish a story because he's on the run. You can mm-hmm. clearly tell he's hiding and he's on the run from uh, from the military. So I like. I already like where the story is going because. You know, uh, the intro kicks off like a good backstory of, of where he was, why he was doing what he was doing. Um, this is definitely the Ultimates version of the Hulk. Okay. Um, in the Ultimates version, um, they're trying to... I mean, much like the, the the Silver Age of comics, everything is centralized around Captain America. They want to recreate Captain America. That's the whole premise of it. Okay. Uh, in the Ultimates version, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., keeps lying to scientists being like, oh, uh, you know, we love your work and we'd like you to work on this or we'd like you to work on that. Um, And in this case, they found Banner and they found Hank Pym and they were like, uh, we want one of you guys to work on the super soldier serum. So wait, in in Ultimate's world, is S.H.I.E.L.D. bad? That's kind of left for you to decide. Oh, like, okay. it, in my mind, yeah. I mean, they, they do some pretty sketchy stuff. Like, they, they want to protect the world, and they're trying right. to... Obviously, the best solution is Captain America, like having another Captain America. Um, and so Banner really takes the strong foot forward here, and, and he thinks that he can work on... Um, he can work on the Super Soldier Serum... Uh, and then through that, and through that experience, he ends up creating the Hulk. Okay. So that's what that, that is very similar to the movie. The rebirth process eventually creates the Hulk with through Gamma because he thinks they say it in the Avengers, but through Gamma, he thinks that that's how you're going to recreate Captain America. He ends up creating the Hulk, and then his pursuit to through the Super Soldier Serum. Uh, Shield's like, oh yeah, well, you know, don't worry, Banner, we'll figure this out, kind of thing. He uh, <laughs> he tries to believe that Hulk is Captain America and that he needs to re he needs to perfect the serum to get control over the Hulk. He can control it. Uh, okay. Yeah, and that ends up not working and making matters worse. Well, that's that's one of the cool things about the banner they made for this movie. Mm-hmm. It sounds like they're cherry picking, you know, some of the best stuff, which most of the best Marvel movies do. Yeah. Is that, you know, this guy's life is terrible because he's running around under the radar and, 
you know, he doesn't really have any free time because he goes to work at this plant, and yep. it's not like he comes home and puts his feet up and be like, let's watch the cooking shows now. Mm-hmm. Like, no, he's he's got his laptop, and he's like, okay, let me try this and stick this in my veins and see if this will cure me. Like, he's just constantly trying to kill the Hulk. Yes. Essentially, yeah. which was a really, like, deeply disturbing, but at the same time, fascinating way to look at this character mm-hmm. on screen. And like, because Hulk movie is hard to make. That's what we have learned is a Hulk movie is not, you know, you can't just like, it's not like Iron Man where you can throw him in armor and be like, there's a bad guy, Tony. Okay. Like Hulk, <laughs> Hulk has some issues. Yeah. You can't just make a, a by the numbers movie with Hulk in it. You need to kind of, you, you got to write something a little more special. For yeah. The Hulk. Yeah. So it was kind of like that. That's what struck me rewatching it and being like, oh yeah, like he spends this whole movie just trying to kill the Hulk. Yeah, actually, um, apparently that was a big thing with Edward Norton was, and I don't quote me on this, guys. It's pure speculation at this point. Guys, um, quote him on this. Don't do not do it. If he's wrong, shout out to Ryan J. Whitehead <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> at at Ryan RNGC. No, um, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so what happened was um, Edward Norton actually wanted the, the movie to be a lot darker, like mm. a lot darker. And clearly... Where, where Marvel was going, they couldn't make it darker because they wanted to capture the younger right. audiences, right? Um, and he actually said he wanted a sequence of him trying to kill himself different ways. Wow. Like, there would be a shot of him, like, trying to hang himself and everything. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely wouldn't have flown. But uh, Nope. It totally fits the character. Mm-hmm. Um, and But you're right, we did end up with a, a lighter movie. In fact, yeah. I would say one of the, if not for me, I don't know yet, um, but one of the cheesiest moments in the whole MCU happens near the beginning of this movie <laughs> where he's, um, I think, because uh, he, he's conversing with Mr. Blue, um, yep. who the whole time, the first time I remember sitting in the theater, I was like, oh, I bet it's Tony Stark. Like, I was trying to think, like, who wears blue? Like, I was I was getting ahead of myself. We'll, we'll, we'll get to who Mr. Blue is. But Mr. Blue sends him, um, like, those flowers, and he crushes them, and he puts them in his bloodstream, whatever. Yeah. And then he, he gets some of his blood on a slide and puts the slide on a microscope. And in what might be the cheesiest thing I've seen in this whole franchise is that for a second it looks like it's going to work. Then it doesn't. The Hulk uh, cells take over, and the Hulk's cells are so strong that the microscope slide <laughs> just cracks. <laughs> yeah, it just explodes. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that was not one of Edward Norton's notes. Yeah. Um, Which is, okay, so, yeah, so he's setting up, like, he's, and I like, I like they show the little things, like him trying to learn Portuguese more and, and using it. You mm. see him actually um, learning uh, what looks to me like Aikido, where he's, like, with that master, and he's yes, learning, yeah. he's learning how to redirect people and move them out of the way kind of thing, which is really cool. Can you do that thing? Because I know you've studied a lot of martial arts. Can you do that thing where the, the master is, like, sucking in his gut? No, like, 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 I, he, like sits like this yeah. and he's like doing I god no man that that's painful that looks painful they should bring that guy back to like teach Doctor Strange oh yeah that would be cool <laughs> oh, I, I can't wait to see the multiverse of madness it's oh hell yeah so good um so so yeah so it was a great sequence of him in Brazil and then um, him with Doctor Blue and then I thought there would be some sort of inkling with Doctor Blue at this point they're keeping it very hush hush mm-hmm. um but i love where the character where where we, where we discover with who the character is down the road um and then uh yeah so we have him in the soda plant again he ends up cutting his hand blood yeah. falls in get our stanley cameo which is really nice yeah, that was a really good cameo mm-hmm. and like that is 
again, a great way. Like it, it really enveloped me in the story because I remember every time I watch this movie, uh, like when he cuts his, his finger and the blood goes down and you see in his eyes, like, Oh my God, this is bad. Yeah. Uh, like that, like you feel that fear, like, Oh my, this is a scary moment. Like this, that's dangerous. Get that blood out of, out of the, the bottles. Uh, like that moment really, it, it's the first point in the movie where I felt like the punch of suspense. And I was like, Oh man, like the Hulk is a dangerous thing. Like the yeah. Hulk isn't just some wacky, colorful guy who stands next to Wolverine on posters and looks cool. This is dangerous. This is a big deal. And the Ang Lee movie never sold that danger to me. So this moment I remember was the first time where I was like, yes, Hulk is not just another guy in tights. He is a like a weapon of mass destruction and he is not safe. Yeah, yeah. So uh, absolutely. And, and the reactions towards the Hulk really sell it. Like mm. um, the title sequence is really the only time we see the Hulk until the uh, the hunt. Uh, and and in there, Ross's face just sells. Mm -hmm. And and again, I I I can't wait till we get to Avengers because Black Widow sells how scary the Hulk is. Yes. It's like like I love that scene where she's literally just shaking and it's just like you know she's like Natasha here. You know, it's <laughs> like just that experience. It's so good. Um, but yeah, so yeah, the the the, the scare of the blood is actually a great call of him just realizing that whatever uh and then there's that beautiful uh you know they the the military catches on mm -hmm. so they they inform general ross and again i love general ross as a character uh i'm i heard uh through set photos he is going to be in black widow so i'm curious Ooh, cool as Very to cool. what he's doing um so i'm gonna i'm gonna speed up a little bit here okay um so yeah so he enlists Emil Blonsky, so which if you know your comic book characters, you know that's the uh, the introduction of a next MCU slash comic book character, Emil Blonsky, aka the Abomination. Abomination. And it's he's such a great character. This actor does such a good job. Uh, good job. I think his name's Tim Roth. Yes. Uh, um, he uh, does an incredible, incredible character. And they get on the chopper. Now here's the good one. Okay, you ready? You ready for this? Mm -hmm. So. Um, uh, so the so the general recruits this like ragtag mercenary group to go hunt him down, uh, and what he mentions. Uh, let me find it first. Uh, okay, so yeah, he's briefing. He finds out he's in Brazil. He gets his uh, team of mercs together, and they talk about Emil Blonsky, how he's been around the world, one of the best soldiers. Yeah. They're on the they're on the ship, and then he and then he goes, oh, he doesn't look like much of a fighter, you know. He says Tim Roth. Uh, Neil Blonsky says it doesn't look like much of a fighter. And then General Ross says, okay, well, you know, we have sent this and that. We've sent teams after him. We've also sent two Canadian hunters. He specifically says two Canadian hunters. Now, I don't know who the second Canadian hunter is, but I can for sure tell you that the first comic that was uh, that was with, the, with Wolverine uh -huh. was going after the Hulk, and he was a Canadian hunter. That's right. That that's really interesting because when I heard that line, I didn't even like consider that. I thought it was like a like a Sasquatch thing. Like he was in the woods somewhere, and these mm -hmm. two hunters were like, "Oh, there's a beast there, eh?" And like the, the Hulk like scared the crap out of them or something. Yeah. I, my mind never even went to Wolverine and possibly Sabretooth. Is Victor Creed Canadian? Uh, Victor Creed is not Canadian. Uh, oh, actually, no, yes, yes, he is. He's from Alberta. So yes, it could have been Victor mm. Creed. Um, no, because yeah, he mentions the son, the son of Victor Creed or Sabretooth. 
Um, he was uh, the leader of the Friends of Humanity. Can't remember his name. Uh, he said, no, my, yeah, my, fa- my uh, family's from Alberta. So, wow. yes, it could have very much been uh, Victor Creed and, uh, and uh, James Howlett or Logan. That's a deep lore cut. Yeah, but the quote, the quote of the line is, and I quote, he says, oh, like he's uh, a couple squads went after him, but he has led to the deaths of possibly two Canadian hunters. Mm. So that means that in my mind is definitely a nod to our Wolverine. That is, I am so happy. You Only on this show, guys. Exclusive. Right. I'm so Rewatch. Yeah. My mind went like the boring route where it was literally just two guys. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, some big green monster. I didn't uh, remember seeing this on the deer track, eh? <laughs> oh, nah, this is so much better. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're welcome, buddy. You're wow, welcome. Thank you. So so then uh, the, the Marines get down into Brazil. I uh, mm-hmm. love the hunt scene. Oh, it's so well done. And again, like to your point of like how they make Hulk scary... When when the Marines corner him and then you know he he eventually escapes after this really tense battle, mm-hmm. and then Blonsky's up in Ross's face like what the hell was that? Where's Banner? And and Ross is like that was Banner. Yeah, and that it's like was. Oh. yeah, and it's the delivery of the line too. He's like that was Banner. Yeah. That- was banner yes um but that scene that scene is great because again it really establishes the re- like they really and i think that's the technique of the film is to sell the scale of how dangerous the hulk is i mean because mm-hmm. like that's if that doesn't work you're not selling the character like, right and and they do a fantastic job i love the little things like the little trank darts hitting and falling off of his back um and yeah, and then Hulk throwing like a forklift, and the the Marines go through hell, man. Like yes, they go they through hell. One of those Marines, because uh, you see them for like a split second when Blonsky's showing up to the helipad. There, mm. one of them, I thought it was. It's not him, but he looked a lot like Jason Clark, the guy from um, Planet of the Apes Part Two. Uh, he was John Connor in Terminator Genesis, that guy. Yeah. I thought it was him, and I'm like, oh my god, it's Jason Clark before he was famous, and I turned out, <laughs> I turned out to be very wrong. So yeah. don't listen to me. But uh, yeah, they, they chase him out of Brazil, unfortunately, and he's making his way back home. And when he's in Mexico, we get a great little callback to the Hulk TV show. We hear a bit of the theme. The yes. That super heartbreaking music. Uh, that that really uh, that was a cool touch. Those are the kind yeah. of touches that MCU started doing, where it's like, hey, we're celebrating the past. We're not hiding from it. Yeah. X Men One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it's it's funny you say that too, because it's not the only time we see reference back to the old Hulk show. There's two more. Ooh. There's definitely two. Oh, well, yeah, there's one of them. One, one of them's pretty obvious. One yeah. of them's pretty obvious. I can't wait to hear the non-obvious one. Um, <laughs> All right. So uh, now going back to the scene you're talking about where um, Ross is saying that was Banner. Yeah. Um, this is actually oh goosebumps scene for me. You, it, your whole body literally just trembled. Oh, so God, I can't yeah. wait to hear what caused it. Okay, so, um, so of course the focus of the scene is Ross talks about the classified super soldier program. Mm-hmm. And I love how um, he informs uh, Blonsky. He's like, yeah, there was the thing in World War II and, you know, uh, it, cre- it was our project, and he's like, "Yeah, Super Soldier." And I was like, as a as watching this for the first time, I'm like talking about Captain America. You, you grabbed there was an elderly couple sitting next to me in the theater. You grabbed them and shook them. <laughs> I was like, "It's Captain America." <laughs> um, but actually, fun fact, uh, I didn't notice this until I watched it this time, and this is why Infinity Rewatch is is a great thing. Exactly. There, 
Where Emil Blonsky is sitting and waiting for Ross, above his head, there's a picture of Captain America. Get out of here. There is. There's no. a legit picture of Captain America. No, there isn't. Yeah, it's like kind of like a... I'm going to Google this right now because yeah, I don't Yeah, look it up. It. You believe it. Wow. Yeah, it's there. It's There's the picture of Captain America. I don't... It's obviously not the uh, the first Avenger Captain America uh, picture of him like saluting. I think it's like a... Uh, I think it's of the old, maybe an old TV show or the old movie. I'm not sure. But yes, there is a frame of Captain America hanging above Emil Blonsky in General Ross's office. You look that up. I, I guarantee you, you're going to be delightfully surprised. That is insane. I'm looking for it here. I don't see it yet. Um, You'll just have to believe me. I'm, I'm or I'm or we'll pause this recording and I will play the movie right now and I will show you. <laughs> That it is real and it does exist. Wow. All right, you're going to have to show me after. Oh, wait. No. Never mind. I thought I saw it, but I It's didn't. there. Wow. Trust me. But that's insane. That is so cool of them to do that. Yep. So, so yeah, so there is a there is a picture of Captain America there and um, yeah, so uh, so General Ross's office is a picture of Captain America. They talk about it and then I was like, "Okay, sweet. Everything's lining up with you know, obviously the Captain America movie, mm -hmm. but they mentioned that the serum was made by Dr. Reinstein, I think is is on the name on the uh, canister. Okay. So, yes. So, it's Dr. Reinstein. So, I was like, I was a little disappointed because I'm like, man, we all know it's Dr. Erskine, mm -hmm. right? And, uh, and so, I was like, oh, man, this isn't the continuity doesn't line up, right? Checked it out on the internet in the comics. He would use fake names to protect his identity, oh. and one of the names was Dr. Reinstein. Wow. That's great. Ugh, suck it, nerds. <laughs> you hear that, nerds? You think they're wrong? You think the movie's like, you read it off, you're like, hey, I want to see Incredible Hulk, and uh, they got the name of the, the guy wrong. They got the Mad Doctor's name wrong. This yeah. is the worst thing ever. Nope. Well, guess what? It's not because it's not wrong. You were wrong. That's right. And Erskine and Reinstein are the same person. So now you should go apologize to all the people that you said that this was wrong to. Call them up. I don't care how long it's been. Be like, hey, Tom, you remember me 30 years ago? I was complaining about Incredible Hulk on the subway and you were next to me. Well, I was wrong about it. That's right. That's what you have to do now. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, so he's gone under different aliases. One of them is Dr. Reinstein. So that lines up nicely, and then we, so they must have found a way to synthesize. I think they do say it. I can't remember for sure, but they did find a way to synthesize the Super Soldier Serum right. and put it in uh, uh, Emil Blonsky. Which Ross, you you fool! What were you thinking? Yeah, Ross, you're a dum dum in this. Such movie. a dum dum! You're, oh my god, terrible! You, I'm glad you get your comeuppance. Mm -hmm. um, now, mm -hmm. with with Banner, he's he's he becomes a drifter for a while. He's he's making his way back up to the U.S. border. Mm -hmm. uh, when he gets to, oh, I can't remember what town in the U.S. they're in. I can tell you where they are when they filmed it. <laughs> oh yeah, we definitely know where they are. They filmed it not far from here. Yeah, exactly. Um, but when he when he gets to that place where we have the big cameo from the old Hulk, where what city is that? Where the university, where he sneaks in. Oh, he yeah. He pretends to be a pizza boy. Yeah. I wanna, is that New York? No, I want to say it's Chicago. Or it's supposed okay. to be Chicago. But no, and he ends up going through New York. Yeah, so it's I think it's it's um, it's like a far end of New York. Oh, okay. All right, because it's, it's where the university is and, and Betty's mm -hmm. there working. Um, Which is, by the way, it's the University of Toronto, guys. It's where they it were. Is, it's the, they filmed 
almost all of this in Toronto. Yeah. Um, and uh, I love how they say Harlem's Toronto. Yeah, Harlem. Thanks, thanks, Marvel. Yeah, we and they not only do they say Harlem's Toronto, but they use like very vivid Toronto landmarks. That, oh like, yeah, don't exist. It'd be like if they had a shot of the yeah. CN Tower, it'd be like, oh yeah, guys, that's Malaysia. It's like, <laughs> no, no, it is not. No, I just love how they're like. I love how they're like. Yeah, in Marvel, uh, Toronto is Harlem. Mm-hmm. In DC, we're Gotham. Like, thanks, yeah. comics. I'm glad you <laughs> see Toronto in such a positive light. <laughs> It's okay. We could have been Metropolis. Would have been nice. Oh, being Metropolis would have been. Cool. I know, right? Or even like New York, or uh, a much higher end of New York. I don't know. Oh well, it well, is what it is. I'm I'm always of the mind that when it comes to like Gotham and Metropolis, when it comes to those cities because they don't exist, mm-hmm. pull a like a, a Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher even, and just make it like really CG and otherworldly. <laughs> make, make it look like nothing that exists on Earth. Yeah. Um, but so, so he gets to this pizza place where there's his old buddy there who runs the pizza shop and I don't know that actor's name, but I feel like he's somebody that's like a big deal because like, he's just this old man. He looks like Einstein. He's just like, Bruce, I used to make you pizzas a lot. Um, I feel like that was almost a Stanley cameo. And then Stanley was like, I don't want to have all these lines. <laughs> and they just kind of, um, dialed him back a bit. But that's another one of, I think, the weirdest cheesy moments that we get, not only in this movie, but in Marvel, is when he's... So he's posing as the pizza man, and he's using pizza to kind of bribe his way through uh, through the university. And when he gets up to the computer lab, there's a guy in there. Right. And I think he's a famous comedian, this guy. He's like a... He's, he's a big deal, wherever the side Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got this too. He, he yeah. doesn't have any lines, but he's just sitting there... With the pizza. Yeah, and in order to bribe him... We don't see it happen, but like he walks in, Bruce walks in with the pizza, sees this man sitting there, and next thing you know, Bruce is using a computer, and he looks up and is acknowledged by this man who just holds up a slice of pizza and like salutes him with it. Yep. <laughs> the, you know, talk about talk about an opportunity for a future reference, um, because he is Spider-Man's teacher. That's who he is. Yeah. Oh my god. Hell that's right. yes. Oh. Dude, that just, you just wrinkled my brain. Yeah, dude, I've been doing that this whole podcast. This whole podcast was me. Do you think it's the same guy? It's, it's, I feel like it fits. I personally feel like it fits and they could definitely go the distance uh, and, and they could make it, make it work Mm -hmm. because he's very young in that picture and, and Bruce is very old later on regardless uh, the actor's name is uh, Martin Starr, and he plays Mr. Harrington right? in uh, Spider-Man, but I don't see why they couldn't do it. I, I really don't. It, it lines up. Like, he was there as a student at the university using the computer yeah. lab for whatever. And he's teaching in New York, so I assume you'd have to, you know... Exactly. Yeah, he's got to have a background. Maybe he was in, like, his second year of university. Mm-hmm. A couple more years went by. He became a teacher. Yep. He got a permanency. He got sent to to Queens High School there, yep, and started teaching. Cut his hair, you know, is living life a little bit less on the edge. He cut his, got a haircut, yep. Eats less pizza, took care of his body. Now he's now he's teaching Peter Parker. Well, he uh, that university or sorry that that high school that Parker goes to is called Midtown Tech. Midtown Tech, thank you. Yes, yeah. and uh, so I and that school is known for science. So it's it's very you could do you it. You just <laughs> found a hidden connection. <laughs> And I've never seen anybody mention this. I've we did it. Exclusive on Rewatch. That. Exclusive on Rewatch. This is why we started this podcast oh for this moment yep. right here. Yep. Oh, my God. Yep. Mind blown. 
God, I hope this is a good recording. I hope there's no issues know, with this right? recording. It's so genuine. Oh. Uh, yeah. But um, I, they never they never say the student's name, so they we do lost not. That. That's right. Yeah. So that's perfect. He could be Joey Harrington for all we know. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's his thing. Uh, and of course, we get another great cameo in this scene. Uh, Lou Ferrigno. I met him. Wonderful man. God bless you, brother. God bless, God bless you, brother. <laughs> such a such a big guy. Um, and yes, his muscles are that big in real life. Um, and uh, it's a beautiful, again, nod to the Hulk TV show where Luke Ferrigno played the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, had to get a lot of green paint on him uh, yes. for the Hulk scenes. But it was a very... I think I think it was definitely a fun way to... to um, Fun way for practical effects because yes. he does look like a Hulk. And I definitely know what it's like to be covered in green paint. So I feel you, Lou. <laughs> I feel you. Um, but it's a cute little bribery scene. In that scene also, um, uh, Banner uh, breaks into uh, Ross Betty Ross's computer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, or no, tries to get in Ross. No. He, no, he does. He successfully does and gets into the shield. Department of Shield, which was interesting. Um, now here's a fun fact. Uh, so we see Betty uh, later on with a yes. new man in Ooh. her life. And I have sorry, this will be very quick. I don't mean to cut you off, but I yeah. have a note here that I nope. think is quite funny. You can cut me off. I Go just for wrote, "Liv Tyler's bangs are off the hook." <laughs> I don't see why we need to say that, but sure, yeah, they're, they're her bangs look amazing she was very beautiful yeah. uh Liv Tyler is a very beautiful actress mm-hmm. um and uh yes your beauty will forever be remembered uh Most, yes mostly by me and for your bangs but carry on yes uh well uh here's uh here's another good one um do you know the name of the character that she's with oh yes that is uh Doc Samson that is the Doc Samson mm-hmm. now I again didn't see this the first time I uh, saw it the second time, and if you don't know who Doc Sampson is, he essentially has a, sa- a similar accident to him, which would cause the Hulk to happen, but instead he just gets super like strength. He actually is what the what should have happened right. with the transformation. Right. Um, but he gets super uh, super jacked, and he gets the long green hair, and he's Doc Sampson in action. So, yes, I did not know that, though, and it's the guy from Modern Family, uh, which was also hilarious. It is, yeah, before he was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, unfortunately, he's another one that we just, they felt, he fell by the wayside. Um, we don't know if we'll ever see him again. Which I hope we do. I hope we do. I think isn't Modern Family over now? Like, yep. So he's free, Marvel. He is free. I I I love him. Don't get me wrong. And if he heaven if he you know heaven bless us if he ever listens to this uh, podcast, I love you. I think you're a very talented actor. We'd have to add a few pounds on you. That's for sure. Build you up a little bit. I would like to see as a character. I might would I would probably want to recast it just a, just a tad. Who would you recast as Doc Samson? See now that's the unfair part. I have no idea, but I I would love to see because Doc Samson. I would love to see a wrestler do it. Like I would. Really. I really would. Um, I would love to see. I would say something like uh, like for some reason like Triple H comes to mind because he has that Doc Samson look with the longer the hair. Long hair. Um. I don't know though. I, I cause like it'd just be a fun exploration of that character. But but I will give points to the 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 modern family actor that played him, whose name escapes me at this moment. Yeah, Ty Burrell. Ty Burrell. Yeah. Um, because Doc Sampson is about the psychology of characters. So right. to have that little exchange with General Ross was really nice. 
Um, See, and I'm of I'm of the opposite mind where it's like. I like the idea that he is this small guy because he's like he's a science man. He's a, he's a, a therapist, essentially he's a psychologist. Yeah, um, and like I would want him to become like uh, like when we see him in Doc Samson mode, I would want it to be kind of similar to how we go from Ruffalo to Hulk, like this little guy, and then and then like you know put on some some digital muscle. I would I would write it if you know if we were on the Marvel writing team, I would have the same exchange that Bucky had with Cap. Yeah. I, I thought you were short or smaller. Mm, yeah, right? yeah, exactly. It would have been nice. Um, so yeah, so that was uh, that was a good one. Um, so that was nice. The battle sequence in um, in the field was really cool, and it was uh, cool to see like Cap's powers before we see Cap. That's he has true. Exactly, Blonsky's rocking those Cap when he's running and he passes those guys. Imagine how much fun that scene must have been to shoot. Oh, yeah. They're like, everybody else run at like half your speed. Okay, yeah. Tam, go. <laughs> and that's essentially that's what he does. Um, they do it in Winter Soldier as well. And it's a real practical way to do it to make it seem more believable, um, which is you have them at a light kind of jogging pace. And then you have, you know, both Cap and, uh, and Blonsky just full out booking, like just wow. booking it. And it looks so good to do. Um, you see him using the sonic cannons, uh, and then you see the beautiful kind of again that that Ross, uh, Betty Ross, and Banner moment where Betty gets thrown down by the military, and then he turns oh, into the Hulk. Oh yeah, um, yeah. great scene there. Uh, don't mess with Betty in front of. Yeah, are you crazy? Don't be dumb. But you see Betty have that classic comic book moment where she stands in front of the truck. Yes. Right, and yeah. screams for her dad. Uh, oh, hits the heartstrings, and that's there. the reveal that he is her dad. Because unless you, unless you're like us, and you're like, oh, we know this stuff already. Like mm. people who are new to the Hulk, they wouldn't know that that's her father. Yeah, they they wouldn't make the the quick connection. Although it is in the intro that they're in the same shots, they don't actually correlate it until that scene where yeah. she just screams, "Dad!" and you just you feel it. Oh my god! Because she it. always just calls him the general up until then. Yes, that's yeah. right, the general. Um. So yeah, so that was nice, and then. They go back to the pizza place. The pizza place is known as Stan Lee's, uh, mm -hmm. which is a great nod to Stan Lee as well. Um, and so, yeah, uh, he gets the key on the run again, which, again, I love. Yeah, uh, running through the motel and everything and just hiding. Like, that life is always hard for mm -hmm, Hulk. Mm -hmm. um, so this is where I like it. So he, they have to find uh, Mr. Blue. Yes. And they go to find, they find, they use the S.H.I.E.L.D. database to find Mr. Blue. And his name is Samuel Stearns. Mm -hmm. Do we know who Samuel Stearns is? I'll tell you what, he isn't a follower. <laughs> that is correct, because if he's not a follower, that makes him a leader. And he is uh, one of Hulk's biggest arch rivals. Yes. And again, classic film technique with Marvel MCU right now. Don't go for the big one. Mm -hmm. go, for, go for another villain on the side, right? So, I mean... The Abomination's still pretty big as a villain, yeah. but he's not the the leader is actually the the biggest one, and so I again you see Samuel Stearns, and so Samuel Stearns is huge. Um, my brother, my brother would gush over this uh, particular moment here, um, but yeah, Samuel Stearns, and and he has the moment of the Hulk transformation and suppression there. And uh, there there was a, a great moment, and I made a note of it because I was like, the actor who plays Samuel Stearns, I can't remember his name. Uh, he's on the Watchmen show right now, though. Oh yes, uh, yeah. And yeah. He's uh, he actually lost a lot of weight. He's very scrawny now. Mm. Uh, he's a very good actor. He does like a thick Southern accent on Watchmen, and I love him. I just can't remember his name. And when when they come up to him on the steps, you know, Liv Tyler's like, "Hey, hey, uh, Doctor Stearns, whatever." And then Bruce shows up and he says, 
it's Mr. Blue, isn't it? And then they have that moment like, oh, green, oh my God. And they're like, they're reuniting. I wrote down like, how cool would it be if we finally see Stearns again? Uh, but he's he's in his leader form, right? Like his, oh, his I look love now. that. Because he, he got, you know, the injection happens at the end of this. Last time you see him, his forehead's getting all palsy and stuff. So imagine like in some future movie, we see the leader and he doesn't look like how he looked here. He does not look human. He's all green and stuff. And he just walks up to Bruce and says, it's Mr. Green, isn't it? Uh, and that's how Bruce knows that that's him. Wouldn't that be dope? That's a great correlation, though, also to tie the two movies together. Yes. You know? um, I, which I do I do think they, and again, I don't think Marvel will do this, but I definitely think it's a smart move to to not to acknowledge that the old ones do count as part of the canon and like it's an overarching story and yeah and just build that out i i really like that um and now i like how they try to cure him and then they find out through the curing process that uh that he's like made so many different versions of the blood and everything i tried to look for a comic book reference there i couldn't find any um and uh and then emil blonsky again being like the captain america that he mm -hmm. is um gets in there and finds out that he wants to become the monster and then he right. turns into an abomination and i love the classic writing they do for this when they're like uh they they're kind of hinting at like already naming him like oh you could turn into an abomination yeah. and then they turn oh. to the camera and they, uh, they do a little jig yeah oh it's terrible um actually one of my favorite probably maybe my favorite quote of this movie it's the one that i remember for years like it never gets out of my head yeah is when uh you think blonsky's dead after the fight on the college green because he gets smacked hard by the Hulk. he gets a kick to the chest yeah. and goes flying <laughs> into a tree. a tree and it's just like okay any other person would be dead but because of the serum like it's it's he's fine like he's recovering and then when when ross comes and checks on him and says how do you feel and he says pissed off and ready for round three i was like oh that's so oh. cool what a great villain line again I, and and he's still alive mm -hmm. he is still alive he's still so we still could see the abomination return in yes. some way, shape, or form, um, and and again with the beautiful effects of CG, you could really do anything. Oh yeah, you could really you could redefine his look a little bit. A lot of people weren't a fan of his look uh, based on reviews I saw, um, but I think he definitely looked good. I think he looked like yeah. abomination. Like that's mm -hmm. he looked like the character. And then the leader, um, yeah, we had the blood fall on him, and then you clearly clearly could see his head transforming. Which... Now, what are the leader's powers? I know he's really smart, right? Like he's super intelligent. Yes, he's he's that's the thing. He he's okay. The again, you have to watch this cartoon. I've told you. I know you have. Told you more than like twenty times at this point. Um, an Avengers. What's it called again? Just in case uh, the listeners want to watch the same cartoon. So this cartoon, guys, if you love X Men the animated series, we're talking Which about the nineties. Nineties. If one. you don't stop listening, and yeah, then we'll watch it just, and love it. Yeah, and then if you love Spider Man the nineties series, um, this 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 cartoon, in my opinion, is the next successor to those cartoon series, and it's called Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Right. Um, there's two. There's Avengers The Last Stand, which was the 90s, uh, and then there's Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Now, in this one, they have the leader in it, and Doc Sampson says it best. For the Hulk's strength, the leader's smart, like okay. super smart, and, and he actually can solve the world's problems, but it's just the way he goes about it isn't the right way to do it. But he does... You can't you can't argue that he's not fixing something, right? Which is interesting. Now, is he like, can he hold his own? Like, if the Hulk comes at him, can he like punch the Hulk and hurt him? Or is uh, no, he... no, 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 no. Hand oh, okay. it, hand to hand fight. 
he would lose. Okay. And that's why he always enlists the abomination to do the fighting for him. Interesting. What the okay. leader what the leader will do is like create mind control devices or giant robots, mm-hmm. you know, engineering stuff, right? So that that's where you kind of see that happen. Um and then you and then yeah, this movie has a lot of I will admit between certain critical story moments, there's a lot of fluff. There's a lot of fluff. The battle scene in Harlem's great. Nice nod to Toronto. According to one of my friends, he was a, he was one of the extras in it. Um, I do look for him from time to time, but I still don't see him. But I don't. It's not that I don't believe him. He's not in there. Um, uh, and yeah, so really, I mean, there's the story has a lot of fluff. General Ross sells it all, yeah. in my opinion. A lot of the story takes place around him, and then you have the beautiful uh, uh, cameo experience. Now. Like I was going to say, um, yes, yeah, so Emil Blonsky is still alive. He's left he breathing uh, as uh, the abomination is still alive. Uh, Samuel Stearns is, uh, is still alive because the blood's transforming him, so the leader becomes the leader in this film. Uh, and um, and then, yeah, Hulk disappears into the, you know... Into the unknown. Into the unknown and, as he leaves the city. Now here's your third... Uh, TV oh, reference. Yes, I know. I know what it is now. Yeah, I know what it is. So he sends a letter uh, to Betty Ross, and it says David B. Mm-hmm. Uh, to which, if you know, in the cart or in the real life TV show of the Hulk, they actually changed Bruce Banner to David Banner. Yes. Reason there is a lot of rumors of the reasons. Uh, one of which they felt that Bruce Banner was kind of a lame name uh and therefore that's why they gave him the name david banner yeah so which i which i disagree with like just mm-hmm. keep him bruce this is might as well um bruce is a great name i noticed something and i want to i want to test your your knowledge here for a second because i think this is pretty cool so okay. last time uh in one of the previous episodes we went over the fact that the one Disney- of the previous episodes you mean the only two episodes one of the we- only two we've done <laughs> so so you, you got a good narrowed down uh yeah. choice here uh, we talked about how the Disney buyout happened in 2009. Yes. Now, this movie came out in 2008, and then the next one, Iron Man 2, came out in 2010, mm-hmm. which means that these two movies, Iron Man and Incredible Hulk, were the only ones that were developed before the buyout. Right. Uh, so the, the buyout would have happened during the development of Iron Man 2, and then mm-hmm. that would have affected things. So I noticed that Iron Man 1 mm-hmm. and Incredible Hulk... They're the only two movies to have a specific thing happen in them. And then because Disney bought it out, you never see the specific thing again. Do you know what it is? Oh my God. Um, specific thing? The hint is because it's Disney, you, you would understand why they would be like, okay, no more. Mm. Okay, so this happens in Iron Man 2 or the first Iron Man? Iron Man 1 and Incredible Hulk. It's you can tell there were moments in Iron Man two where they were probably trying to find a way to make it happen, but you could tell it's not there. I got it. Yeah, it's the shaboom boom, the, the making the love. Yes. Yeah. There, there is sex in Iron Man. There is almost sex in Hulk, but then that's it. Then that's it's a it. sexless universe from then on in, baby. The mouse does not like copulation. <laughs> I have it. You can see in my notes here. It's literally, it's literally just wrote sex in all caps. <laughs> I'm actually really, really trying hard to find a scene where that may be coming close, but I can't. There, There's a, a line in Iron Man 2, and when we do Iron Man 2, we'll get to it. That's like 
probably my favorite line of the movie that is very is it the scene with christine everhart it is yeah so funny um (laughs) but that's as close as it gets at that point because like iron man his whole thing was like i'm having sex with everybody i probably got like 20 diseases but now it's like no he never they never do it again What's, what's going on here? Yeah. You got some stuff. Ooh, you're pulling out a shield dossier. Yeah, uh, I actually, I, I was when I was watching the MCU, I'm like, oh man, we have this. And I didn't even pull it out because we should look at it because there's probably some good stuff in here. Oh, wow. Um, so I have the uh, Phase 1 MCU kit. Uh, I hope there's a Phase 3. I, I don't think there will be. Did they yet. make a kit like this for Phase 2? Um, they did. It's right up there. It's the between the two speakers there. It's just the Power Stone. Um, but the, oh, the first wow. one is quite quite in depth here so you guys you can't see this but ryan just opened like a file folder with like Mm -hmm. newspaper clippings and a a memo from shield and all kinds of stuff yeah so uh they say mysterious incident at culliver university uh laboratory uh explosion rocks campus so this is obviously talking about the uh the transformation that turned uh banner into the hulk uh nothing big there uh just major airlines seems like fares yeah nothing big there um and then there's a letter to nick fury here uh dr bruce banner renowned professor at culver university science department has been located and is being tracked yourself of and then everything's redacted uh operational status is surveillance only until such time as redacted agents are advised to redacted uh field officers all that stuff and there's the soda oh my god there's a label for the soda it's called pingo doce with Guarana Kick. So if anybody's wondering, what's the name of that soda? We got you covered. It's called Pingo Doce. There you go. Uh, we have the Cryosync, uh, the tag for it, Dr. Ryan Steen. Uh-huh. Uh, Weapons Plus program. So that's obviously reference to that. Cool. Uh, then we have the uh, research database. Look um, at those bangs. Betty Ross. Uh, this is just talking about her success. So basically the article that Banner holds on to. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the that Banner... Uh, comes from military family. That's the the picture that he finds mm-hmm. when he's like searching for her. Um, okay, actually, this is this is pretty interesting stuff. Uh, I'm gonna read through it as quickly as possible here. Okay. Uh, Professor Betty Ross delivered a special presentation at Hart Hall last night on the possibilities for gamma technology, looking especially at the practical applications in the exciting new field. Ross, who has studied gamma radiation for the past several years, wrote her. Uh, trailblazing thesis, gamma radiation, and the limits of power. On the subject, uh, suggested that within the next decade, we could see gamma radiation replace nuclear as a power source, going to sustainable energy that's referenced in the first Avengers film. But only if gamma experts are allowed the freedom and financial support to fully explore the field. One major obstacle, however, is finding a way to safely and consistently harness radiation. As yet, scientists have been unable to discover a stabilizing agent that allows them to utilize gamma energy in all the applications. More conservative in their estimates, uh, we could see a more friendly form of gamma energy and Da, 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 da. Professor Ross, who comes from a military family herself, in the case of uh, developing gamma radiation's mil- military uses is important. Equal attention must be paid towards uh, its more mundane practical uses. If we can find a way to stabilize the reaction... Uh, so it's cool. It's kind of a little more exploration That's there. Really neat. Then we got the blueprints for the Stark sound cannon on the truck. Wow. Which is pretty neat there. You know what those sound cannons reminded me of? Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember 
in the the Spider-Man animated series when he gets the symbiote costume and they they shoot him with the Sonic thing. Oh, the Sonic, yeah, yeah. Sonic Cannon, yeah. Okay, so you have a bunch of these because I was gonna say like, what are the odds that you opened up the folder and it was all Hulk stuff? I didn't realize Shit. there was multiple folders. Uh, okay, th this one cool. will this one we're gonna save because this is for. Um, this is for Captain America, mm -hmm. but we do have Tony Stark, so we'll we'll cover that one. Oh, yeah, that is so right. cool! But yeah, it was a nice little look into Banner's file there. It's yeah. it's written by Agent Romanoff, so uh, ah, I see. She's a busy lady. That Romanoff she's got a lot going <laughs> Indeed. on. Indeed, that's too bad that the Phase Two one doesn't have extra stuff like this. It's just an orb with the Power Stone. In, I would imagine just the Power Stone. Just the Power Stone. Yeah. Oh boy. Lights up though. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, right. And if we all hold it, we can kill Ron. <laughs> Um, yeah, so so he's fighting. He's, he, we have that final battle with Abomination, which um, if you're looking for Toronto landmarks, there's a place, uh, a strip club. Zanzibar. Zanzibar, which uh, you can see very prominently. And mm. you can also see, and it's not there anymore, so it made me sad, Sam the Record Man. Yeah. You see um, there used to be a record store called Sam the Record Man, huge in Toronto, big neon vinyl records spinning. It was one of the coolest looking buildings we had, and it's gone so seeing that kind of, I'm not going to say it brought a tear to my eye, but I'm also not not going to say that it brought a tear to my eye. It right, was, right. It was wow. Yeah. And apparently, this is interesting, okay? I literally read this online a couple days after re-watching the Hulk for this podcast. And I want to know if you know this. Okay. Did you know that apparently Thor Ragnarok contains a tiny Easter egg in reference to the Incredible Hulk? What? Yeah. I, I could not believe this when I especially because of just the timing that this came. This is gonna be an oh yeah moment. I'm telling you, I like oh yeah okay yeah. When you see the Hulk uh, close up on his left pectoral muscle, there is a small scar from where Abomination pierces him. With yes the yes no I did know that I did know that but that is that is very cool. Yeah yeah it's it, it was such a nice little touch and I I was so happy that I read it. Mm -hmm. I'm like I gotta add this to the notes. Well, we mentioned that, though, in the Iron Man episode, if you guys want to go back an episode and listen to it, um, the Iron Man episode, we mentioned that throughout the entire Infinity Saga, how uh, Tony Stark nurses his left arm. Yes, yeah. When, when you brought that up, I was like, wow, that is really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, go back and listen to that. Even if you don't want to, go back and listen to it. Yeah, anyway, just listen it to it. Us out. It's yeah. an hour and 45 minutes, and we're not apologizing for that. No, you know, you know what's longer than that? Most Marvel movies, except this one. So <laughs> you got you got no excuse. You exactly. No excuse. Right. Um, now, one thing that I always forgot about, and when I watched this again, I was like, oh, is that this movie's post-credit scene is a pre-credit scene. It happens before the credits. Really? The scene with Tony, when Tony walks in, that's before they, they cut to the credits. No. It, it, and I always forget that. Isn't that crazy? And I think it's because I have a theory. I, I, I now I'm dumbfounded. Right, because it's like, and it, it, you can see the way that it's that the way that the movie was supposed to end, where he opens his eyes and it's like days without incident zero, and then like they smash to black, and it's like okay, that would be where it ends, and that's where my mind thought it would end, and then I had my hand ready to like fast forward the credits, and then you cut to General Ross in the bar like right away, and I think the reason they did that was because. The Nick Fury scene was hidden in Iron Man 1, right? Mm -hmm. It's after the credits. Yeah. And they wanted, I, I believe anyway, that Marvel wanted to hammer home the shared universe. Um, but they wanted everybody to know. And I think they were like, okay, guys, the best way we can get the word out is don't hide this after the credits. Let's just end with it. And I think that that really 
because even us, even we were like in Iron Man 1, we're like, oh, wait, there's something after. Like, even we were iffy. So I feel like they added this scene in Hulk to be like, now they have no choice. Everybody in the world who watches this is going to know what we're doing. Yeah. They're going to know, oh, my God, there's there's Robert Downey Jr. He was Iron Man literally a month and a half ago. Something's up. I think that that was their, their reasoning. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah, no, that's really good, man. It's good good, uh, good detective work there you did. Uh, I love it. I, I love literally it. held up a magnifying glass to the screen. <laughs> it, was, it was really cool. I will say, though, on that very note, um, Stark says that I told you you should have left the super soldier serum on ice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought this was great because, again, going back to the first episode, and this is what Marvel does a lot in their comics, and we're going to do it a lot on our podcast. Going back to the first Iron Man movie um, and talking about how the themes of Rhodey mentions that you know, he has the honor of working with a real patriot. Yes. And hating, uh, and hating the idea. Uh, obviously, Tony hates the idea of being referred to as a real hero. Uh, Christine Everhart refers to him as a, you know, who we know as a nihilist. Yeah. So it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. Uh, but I love the theme here because what does he say? You should have left it on ice. Hardware mm. is better. Yeah. So clearly, still not liking uh, Captain America's legacy. And still preferring to do it his way, so yeah. that's a. I I thought I wrote that in. It's a classic note because that I I feel that they're still playing on that theme that he that he and I. You know what? Once we get through, you'll start to see the same pattern I'm seeing here. He <sighs> does not like Cap. I can't wait. He doesn't to see these like it, and it must come from like his dad was always raving about Cap. Oh yeah, like always, always raving about it. And, and his it, dad totally wanted to ban Cap's girlfriend too. <laughs> well, no, think about it too, because his best friend is like the ideal soldier. Yes, he doesn't like him. Well, mm-hmm. he, like it's not that he doesn't like him; he, he loves him as a friend. Yeah, but he just makes fun of him. Makes fun of him a lot. Um, and and uh, yeah, and then I mean, at the same time, his best friend is is a soldier, but uh, but yeah, is it, every time he's compared to his dad. Um, and his, what his dad's legacy was. It's like yeah. he's never good enough, right? So mm. it's a nice little it's a nice little nod there. I like it. Yeah, they were very that's very specific dialogue. I like that. Yeah. Now, so in conclusion, I want to ask you a question, Ryan, and yes. then I'll also pose the question to our listeners here. We've seen the slate mostly, I think, for phase four. Mm-hmm. When do you think we'll see Hulk again? Because from what the slate shows us, mm-hmm. It doesn't look very hulky. I think it's. I think Mark Ruffalo's contract is almost up too, because like, mm. I think the picture deal is usually, I want to say six films, and he's done. Ruffalo's done Avengers one. He's done four Avengers movies and Ragnarok. So he has one left. Mm-hmm. I would say he's probably going to be in uh, in Love and Thunder. I think that makes the most sense. It would be nice to see him show up in She-Hulk, but I don't I, I don't know what that's going to be yet. I don't even know how they're going to tie in because she's supposed to be a cousin of Banners and everything. Like, mm. I don't know how they're going to explain that story without it seeing a little bit corny and un, un, you know, not fulfilling, but um I don't know, man. I would love to see him in She-Hulk, but but at the same time, I don't know, maybe they're cuz like there's rumors now that uh, Evans is coming back somehow. Oh, okay. He, he did a Twitter post. He's like, I'm back. And then everyone's like, what? Now everyone's speculating as to how. Tony Stark's coming back. His contract is up. And apparently he's in the Black Widow movie. Okay, yeah. Like a cameo like that would yeah, make yeah. sense. So yeah, I'm yeah. Thinking, so I'm thinking Hulk could be the same thing. He may not be a big story driver, but it doesn't mean he can't be in future films as some level of cameo. Mm-hmm. He was in Iron Man 3 as a cameo. Um, 
at the very end. You don't remember, do you? I don't remember him being in Iron Man 3. Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. I do yeah. remember now. Oh, that's yes. close. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean... Yeah, She-Hulk's definitely a possibility. Mm. I would love to see him. Now, here's an interesting one for you. Uh, he could easily be in um, uh, Miss Marvel's movie with Camilla Khan. Ooh. Because if you watch the Marvel Avengers video game trailer, um, Camilla Khan gets her powers from the Avengers Day event. Uh, and she gets exposed to the Terrigen gas, which uh, creates Inhumans. Mm -hmm. And that uh, leads to her getting her... She hacks the AIM database, and the first person she goes to is Banner. So there's okay. a possibility for some Banner story there as well. That's actually a really good call, though, because Captain Marvel can take the Hulk. So Yep, in a fist fight, which I would love to see in the yes, movies. Oh, my God. And we've... What's great about the MCU is they show you those battles. Oh, yeah. You know, we've seen Cap versus Iron Man. We've seen um, Iron Man versus Thor. We've seen Hulk versus Ooh, Thor. Ooh, good call. So, good like, calls, yeah. We'll probably see Hulk versus Captain Marvel because it's a thing that can happen. I would love to see that. Uh, I would absolutely love to yes, see that. Yes, please. So, okay, that's where all my money's going. Yeah. And... As the cherry on the Sunday, Marvel, if you really want to wow us and make us happy, here's what you do. Invite okay. us to work for you guys. That too. Actually, that first. <laughs> that that first. first. Yeah, yeah. That takes precedence over what I'm going to say. But, all right. So, Scarlet... Not Scarlet Witch. Sorry. Uh, Black Widow is dead. Yeah. Right? So, imagine um, somehow something happens to Hulk where he doesn't really have as much control as he did in Endgame. And he's kind of in a ball of rage, whatever. Maybe he's fighting with Captain Marvel. And she's trying to calm him down, but he's getting madder and madder. And he's like, smash everything. And like, there's all this, this rubble and dust in the air and stuff. And then you just hear a voice yell, Bruce! And the dust clears and there's Liv Tyler standing in the Oh my uh, God, yes. And her yes. bangs, her bangs are there. <laughs> and she's, oh, that's what I want. That's what I want. I would like to see that. Yeah. I would. Especially the bangs. Yes, really especially like, the bangs. Yeah. If you can't get Liv, just get a Liv wig and put it on somebody who resembles her. It should be Liv Tyler. It should Still be Still babe. Yeah, and she's still she's working still as far as I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's still yeah. an actress. Do it, Liv. You know you want to. Yeah, if, if you're listening. And you are. And you are. You are one of our four <laughs> listeners as Liv Tyler. I didn't want to give that away too soon. But oh, uh, <laughs> man. Quality listener. Um, uh, yeah, no. Uh, so, yeah, that wraps up Incredible Hulk. Mm -hmm. um, now the classic question. Now, again, guys, please, please, please. Uh, we would love to chat with you guys on uh, any comments that you leave on their SoundCloud, on iTunes, yeah. reviews. So uh, I love to see your guys' comments and feedback because uh, I would love to debate this further, what you guys' thoughts on uh, Incredible Hulk was. Exactly. And when do you think he'll pop up next? What? Mm -hmm. What? Like, Tell us. Talk to us. That's what we're here for. Talk to us, yeah. We so, listen. We're not like Dr. Banner. <laughs> we don't fall asleep in the chair. It reminds, okay. me, it reminds me of Frasier. It might be an old reference for these guys, but he's like, hello, I'm Dr. Frasier Crane, and I'm listening. <laughs> but uh, yes, we're listening, and uh, we're always excited to, uh, to have fan debates. But uh, now the classic question comes. Mm -hmm. It's time to rate this movie. Yeah. How many Infinity Stones do we give it? And I'm definitely going to say right out of the game, I'm not giving it a gauntlet. It's not a gauntlet. It's not a gauntlet. Right. It's definitely not a gauntlet. Um, if, if you don't know, folks, we rate it from zero Infinity Stones to six. And mm -hmm. then if we like it even more than that, we give it an Infinity Gauntlet. And also we talk about what kind of stones they're getting. Mm -hmm. That's another big one. I am going to say, because this is such a weird Black Sheep movie, um, the way I finalized my thoughts was, as a... Hulk film, five and a half Infinity Stones. 
as an MCU film, two. Yeah, yeah, I can I can see where you're going. Um, actually, I, I I'm pretty close. As a Hulk film, I definitely give it four Infinity Stones. Mm-hmm. Um, I would give it for visuals. I would give it for story. Um, you know what? Hold on. I'm going to uh, keep a record of what we give okay. these things. So. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about it. So four Infinity Stones as an incredible Hulk movie, standalone Hulk film. Um, the reason being is I did love the characters and how they interacted with each other, the dialogue, the introductions. Because, um, I mean, in the end of the comic book side, you had Betty Ross, you had Bruce Banner, you had Doc Samson, you had General Ross, you had Emil Blonsky, you had Samuel Stearns, um, you had uh, you had Tony Stark in it. So you had some pretty big players. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, the, the in terms of Easter eggs, I would say there were some really good ones in there for a surprisingly... For a film that probably would not have... I had zero expectations of any big Easter eggs in that one. Um, yeah, so so yeah, I'd give it four. And then as an MCU film, yeah, I would give around, give around two, um, two it, Infinity it, Stones. It wrote a lot of checks that it never cashed. It, it did, it did. As it, but at the same time, you, you guys got to understand, like, it's one of the early MCU films, so it's not going to be perfect. And they still don't quite know where to, like, how to land the tone of an MCU film. Like Iron Man, they figured out that that's a tone they they definitely need to yes. get back to. Yeah. But Hulk, they kind of tried something different and, and Banner doesn't quite line up. You can't tell the same story with the Hulk. So yeah, I would give it a two. Uh, I would, again, what, where it wins is story development because you're getting new characters that have a very strong role in the MCU mm-hmm. overall, which is Ross and Banner. Uh, I would love to see Stearns come back in some way, shape, or form. Yes. Um, and then on top of that, I would love to see more Betty Ross at some point. Uh, story-wise, it's a lot of fluff. There's not a lot of really groundbreaking stuff. The really big moments that came out of the story for me was the Super Soldier Serum. Um, Ross uh, technically technically experimenting with the idea of the Thunderbolts by enlisting Blonsky and then turning right. Blonsky into a, his own superhero that he could command and organize, which is really nice. Um, and uh, yeah, and then visuals... Still hold up today, I would say. They're a little a little bit aged, but Yeah, not in not incredibly bad. I mean yeah. I think the worst you get is like when Abomination's talking, it looks kinda rough. Yeah. But other I've never been like a person who sees special effects and is like, This takes me out of it. Like it would have to be really bad, like the Dungeons and Dragons movie level of bad special effects before. I haven't I'm, seen like, it, but I'm I've heard, I've I'm heard bringing it over to one day. We have to watch it together. You will love yeah. it. Um so like there was nothing that's like, oh, this is bad, man. I don't like this anymore. Like I I can I can look past CGI if it's rough. Yeah. And I would also say the Hulk's design's not great. It's not that No, good. it doesn't look like um edward norton no it just looks like a monster i did like edward norton's banner though edward yes. norton did a good banner and edward norton if you're out there man hey it's cool at what happened between you and marvel um but at the same time man mark ruffalo does a great job and i, and I know you gave props to that too but i will say it's a different banner it is a different yes. banner than what we're used to but he does have the awkwardness um he does look like a nerd but uh actually isabella my fiance was saying yeah like she definitely liked edward norton's banner more Mm-hmm. Than Ruffalo's, which I disagree. I liked, I liked 
once we get to the Avengers, I will tell you that movie. I will gush. Oh, a lot of gushing is going to happen in that film. We we might uh, we might break your furniture with how excited we're going to oh, be. Oh yeah, that one's yeah. that one's a fun film. Um, but yeah, Edward Norton's banner is good. Is he better than Ruffalo's? No, it's a different banner. Um, and I, I overall, yeah, it's a great story, but it, there's a lot of fluff. There's a lot of fluff, but there's good events in it. So that's what I'm going to say. I agree. I like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it, it's it's overall pretty darn good, and it's much better than I remembered. Yeah. But guys, that was Infinity Rewatch for the Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. And you know who else is incredible? You guys for sticking with us and listening to yeah. us talk about giant green monsters and Liv Tyler's bangs. Oh, her bangs probably so long, but like so much so longer long, now because yeah. it's been it's been a while. I can't wait for her to come back. Uh, but that's Infinity Rewatch, guys. I'm Andrew Fantasia. I'm Ryan. We will see you next time. Have a marvelous day.